everyone, my name is Vicar Kelly Escovy, and I want to welcome you to the Our Saviors Lutheran Church podcast. Our Saviors is a congregation of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, and we are rooted in Nina, Wisconsin. In this channel, we'll post our sermons each week and maybe some other fun content so you can join us whenever from wherever you are. Let's get started. Good morning to you all. Let's have a prayer. Gracious God, we give thanks for this day and every single day that we have on this earth. Thank you for providing for us and help us to share our gifts, our abundance, or whatever we have with those in need. Thanks for journeying with us as we go through transitions in our life. In your name we pray. Amen. So as a backdrop for the sermon, I want you to think of a time in your life when you had to move. Some time when you had to move. Um, although last night after worship, someone came up to me and said, I never moved. He, he lived in his childhood home his whole life long. And, uh, and then think about why you moved. So here's a couple examples. Was it a job change? Maybe a move to be near family or a support system? Did you go off to college or into the military? Were you forced to move? Maybe for financial reasons, health reasons, possibly a death in the family, a divorce, or even COVID. A lot of people had to move because of COVID this year. So what emotions go along with these moves? Well, number one, you probably experience every move with a little bit of fear and trembling as you walk into the unknown. Or maybe in the move, you have hope and excitement as you imagine a new place and possibilities. That's how I felt when I got this call. I'm like, wow, I get to go back to Wisconsin and just sort of my imagination ran wild. Or maybe you experience grief as you move from the old place and miss all the people. Or maybe as a move, you, re, you experience relief in leaving certain things behind or certain people behind. Thankfulness. Or maybe in the midst of the move, you have been complaining. <laughs> as I look at our lessons for today, I think of the importance of place. How important place is in our lives and how important it is to trust God to journey with us and provide for us as we move from one place to another. It's also important to stay in touch with God during our transitions. God wants to hear from us every single day. God is listening even when we complain. So things seem to be changing all around us, everywhere. And much of it is really out of our direct control. Some of it's in our control, but some's out of our direct control, but scary nonetheless. The other day, I was driving to Stevens Point to pick up our dog, our little puppy, our golden doodle from my brother. We took Eli to a college visit at Valparaiso, Indiana, and we stayed in a hotel. And... Um, as I was driving home from Point, I left Nina at 5.30 in the morning and got back at 8. So it was a quick turnaround. But I looked in the sky, and it was more hazy than I remember. 
the sky was hazy. And I turned on the radio and it said it was from the fires out west. It was reaching us. It really hit home for me because I had moved from that area where all the fires are in Oregon and California. Then as I've been watching the Olympics, I turn it on every single night and watch. And I saw that Simone Biles, one of the greatest gymnasts of all time, opted out of all of her events because of mental health challenges and mental health blocks. It just reminds me that every person is struggling somehow. Each one of us is dealing with something emotionally, physically, um, spiritually, and in mental health. And then we hear about the Delta variant of COVID, right? It's moving us from a place of relative calm to a place of perhaps anxiety and fear again. I don't know about you. I, I do know about you. I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back to that. But as a leader in the church, I will do whatever it takes, even if it means putting my mask back on, for my health and the health and safety of others. So in our first lesson for today, it says the whole congregation of the Israelites were moving from one place to another. They were moving from Egypt to another place, the wilderness. So Egypt, to them, in this text, represented stability, food, and a routine. They were slaves. And they worked seven days a week. They knew, they knew what each day was going to look like. And the wilderness was anything but. It was the great unknown. And food was scarce. They didn't know where they were going to stay each night. And I don't know about you, but I think I can relate more to the wilderness. <laughs> I'm feeling a little bit wildernessy right now. And in our text for today, the people complained against Moses and Aaron, wishing that they were back in Egypt where they knew where their next meal was going to come from. Imagine that. They would rather be slaves. They would rather die as slaves in Egypt but, than by hunger out in the wilderness. They must have been in a, a really deep place of despair to say, I want to go back and be a slave again. How quickly they forgot what God had done for them, taking them out of slavery and moving them into freedom toward the promised land. They were heading toward the promised land how God parted the Red Sea and preserved them. But many of us don't like to hear complaining, but God heard the complaining of the people and told Moses and Aaron that I'm going to rain down bread, but only enough for that day as a test. And God would also provide meat at night, quails, so that they know that I am the Lord your God. God wanted the people to learn to trust God again. God followed through on God's end, providing manna and quail daily, except on the Sabbath. But the people didn't follow God's commands or instructions on how much to take and when to take it. Some people hoarded, 
the fine flaky substance, manna, and others got lazy and thought, oh, on the Sabbath, God will provide again tomorrow, and they forgot. As a Lutheran, I, we always look for the law and, and the gospel. What's, what's the law and what's the grace? I see grace, a lot of grace, in this text. God hears the complaints of the people. Now, what would have happened if they didn't complain? God responds to the complaints directed at Moses and Aaron by providing what they needed. And God provided manna 40 years in the wilderness. So imagine eating manna every day for 40 years. One scholar wrote, God acknowledges not only the Israelites' need for assurance that God is with them, but also God's desire to shape them as a different kind of people, a different kind of community. In the ritual practice of daily gathering of food that falls from the sky, they will learn with their very bodies to come to trust their God, and they will learn to share their basic human resources equitably. That was from Amy Erickson. So God wanted the people to trust God again and to really die from the past, the example of the greed and hoarding that the Egyptian pharaoh was uh, doing as they were slaves. And finally, our God is big enough to hear our complaints. You know, sometimes we feel that God isn't listening or that God has bigger fish to fry than my problems. It is important to cry out to God when things are not well in our world or in our own lives. God hears us. In this text, God hears the complaints. Even when we don't live up to our end of the bargain, there's grace. God sends prophets and apostles to carry God's message of hope in Jesus Christ and justice for all. And we learn through our gospel, God sent a son into the world to show us the way and put us in a right relationship with God, even when we don't deserve it. So in our gospel, people came to a place looking for food. They came looking for Jesus to be fed. And as Kelly said, Jesus offers so much more than just our daily bread. Jesus said, Whoever comes, or I am the bread of life, whoever comes to me will never be hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. They're like, Sir, give us this bread always. And they were still thinking of physical bread. And it seems as, as sinners, as humans, we're always hungering for more. We want more stuff. We want more of this or that or of everything. But Jesus says, uh-uh, come to me. Believe in me. And you will never, never be hungry. You are enough and you will have enough with me. So simply believing in Jesus was the work that Jesus told them to do. Placing their ultimate trust in him will satisfy their deepest hungers and thirsts and rise up to eternal life. In conclusion, I just love these texts because I love bread. <laughs> I love baking bread, I love eating bread, and I've had to forego bread lately because the doctor told me, but I cheat a little bit on bread. But when I think of bread, 
I think of those rolls at the Texas Roadhouse Steakhouse. Have you been there? Has anyone ever been there? They come with some cinnamon butter on the side. These rolls actually melt in your mouth. And you eat them and you are just totally satisfied for a moment in time. But then you're hungry the next day, right? (laughs) But knowing that Jesus picks up on this idea that I'm bread um, really gets me fired up. Knowing Jesus as God's Son and Savior helps me to feel content with who I am and what my future holds. Whether the Delta variant or any other variant or anything else that comes our way, I know I'm in the hands of God. And I can be content. And I try to live each day uh, in that grace. So what are you hungry for today? (laughs) You know, for those of us who are well-fed, you might hunger for peace in our world or in your own family. Or maybe you hunger for God's grace or forgiveness. Or maybe you hunger for answers, as I do as a leader in the church, like, Lord, have mercy on us. Help us get through this pandemic safely. Help us lead people to you as bread. And I hunger for our earth to have a rest from wildfires and drought. What do you hunger for? Lord Jesus, come. Come and fill us with your peace. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us in just a small part of our weekly worship practice. If you would like to know more about our saviors, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and at our website, our-saviors.org. Thanks again for sharing part of your day with us. Have a blessed week.